0: Welcome to this edition of the Perspectives in Inflammation podcast, a series brought to you by the CSF, which shines a spotlight onto experts in the field of inflammation. My name is Professor Kevin Winthrop from Oregon Health and Science University in Portland, Oregon. And with me is my good friend, fellow CSF Steering Committee member, Professor Maurizio Cutolo from the University of Genova, Italy. Welcome, Maurizio. Ciao. Ciao. So we'll start the interview, I think, just asking a bit about your background and where you're from and what got you interested into the field of uh, rheumatology. Why, why rheumatology, Maurizio? Well, this is a very nice question, but I think that I start from student
1: to be attracted by mm. rheumatoid arthritis, uh, by rheumatoid arthritis, one of the disease, but generally by rheumatology, because at that time when I was fellow many years ago, <laughs> many decades ago, uh, the concept of arthritis was a little confused. Everything was arthritis. Not like now that we distinguish very well. And so I started to be attracted by the problem of arthritis. And in my center at the University of Genoa, at Naples, at that time I was in mm. Naples as a student, there was no service of rheumatology. So the, the chief of the unit said, When you will be decreed, you must become. Postgraduate in rheumatology, and we <laughs> check where is the best. <laughs> so I moved to Genova in the center of rheumatology, and there I had quite good professors, and I learned how much is large the field of rheumatology, it's considered to other diseases. So I, I, at the beginning, uh, I was still confused, I was still confused, honestly. And, uh, but it uh, uh, was moving at that time the interest for new biomarkers. Um, interest for new dedicated therapy, so I start to understand that there was a lot of space for research and translational research Yeah, sure yeah, so I was uh, fascinated by of course the clinical uh, implication of immune system activation, and uh, because then uh, we learn that everything is in some way. Uh, 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 driven by the immunological concept from the biomarkers, as you test, to the therapies and etiology, physiopathology, and so on. So this was my beginning. Then I developed a much more detailed interest 25 years ago, thanks to my frequent coming in the United States, Mm. and this field was neuroendocrine immunology. So the complex network between the nervous system, the immune system, and the endocrine
0: system. That sounds even more confusing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I met a really, really important expert, George Grusos, George Wilder, and they introduced me in this field. And I was fascinated. So we started to study, for example, the presence of sex hormone receptor macrophages Mm -hmm. in the the size of novel tissue. One of the, this important aspect to try to link, why female, for example, have easier rheumatic disease compared to male. Which is the role of pregnancy? Why some improve and not? So this is still fascinating. And this is, was the reason at uh, the, the beginning. Then the, I, I expanded my, slowly my interest, but the main uh, focus was on neuroendocrine immunology and translational and practical issues. And one of these we will discuss is the sure. circadian rate. Now,
0: did you work in the United States for a while? Yes,
1: or? I spent... Wonderful time at NYU okay. with Jerry Weisman yep. and Steven Abramson and Bruce Kronstein. Yeah. And I was an international fellow at NYU. And here we had a major interest for some extracellular matrix protein like fibronectin sure. and in platelet aggregation. So it was another... Another field at the beginning, yeah. at the very beginning. I don't tell you what you did here, but <laughs> many years ago. And this was my f- yeah.
0: introduction. In the so this was your university. fellowship. Then you go back to Genoa. Then I go there. back in yeah. Genoa.
1: And Genoa is a older university, is a nicer university. Yeah, Tell
0: me about your center there. What's, uh, what's it like, your practice and your, your research group and yeah. in Genoa?
1: In Genoa, what we
0: do, in yeah. a few words,
1: uh, we have a lab, there for, there, we are lucky because we have a lab for basic research, translation of research, with some okay. bi- biologists, and we investigate from the beginning the role of a sex hormone on a cell model, in vitro models, modulating especially macrophages. And so we saw how estrogen enhanced the products of cytokines from macrophages. Testosterone, the opposite. Mm. So it was a ninth, uh, quite uh, 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 stimulating, because it was the beginning to try then to see different treatment how they interfere in this uh, 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 kind of models modulation of cytokines. Sure. Yeah. This was our interest. And macrophage, as you know, is the major effector, practical effector, in terms of uh, pro-inflammatory cytokines, TNF, alpha, sure. alpha, yeah, alpha, yeah. alpha 6 And so we started to study cytokines uh, in vitro and then in humans, in, in, in the sera, in patient-treated, and looking, for example, when you give steroids, how change in relation to the change
0: of uh, adrenal hormones. Sure. So you have fellows, you have trainees, you have a lab yeah. Probably a large clinic where you the have. The clinic to is good. Yeah. The clinic is
1: good in different levels, works well, the hospital, inpatient, outpatient. And we have also a section of imaging. Yeah. It's very important. And looking at recently at the microcirculation, looking at the capillaries, because this, many diseases start with the trouble for the yeah. microvessels. And so we try to combine uh, this easy and safe imaging with in vitro culture of endothelial cells or circulating sure. endothelial cells or monocytes and looking, fibrocytes, and looking uh, if there is any
0: relationship with the severity of the damage. Okay. Yeah. yeah you know, when I first met you, I, I was uh, I was impressed uh, by, by lots of things, but a lot of the similar interests. I mean, you're, I I always thought of you as someone very interested in the influence of estrogen or other sex hormones in terms of Inflammatory disease. I, I have similar interest in infectious diseases. We see some of the same things, yeah, where yeah, there's yeah, a, a yeah, differential yeah. between male yeah. and female, and based on certain hormones in terms of how someone can handle an infection or yeah. or, or their risk for an infection. So it's a fascinating area. Are you are you still plowing ahead in that uh, area? Uh, we have. Uh, we still working. We are still working.
1: Now we are starting to study. Uh, some modulation very interesting in microbiome. Uh-huh, yeah, Driven sure. by these hormones, Because, you know, microbiome in the gut, they are Absolutely. important co-workers. And the, the hormones, the the, the the steroid hormones, gender hormones are, are even played yeah, a role. And they probably modulate yeah. the biome. Yeah, absolutely. And you are an epidemiologist and you know how yeah. the sex ratio
0: change for disease and it's right. age. Age. And age. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what about circadian rhythm? Now I actually I know we, we want to talk about it. I was going to ask you or just tell you I actually have a problem with mine. I think I can't sleep anymore. <laughs> so so what should I do about it? I, I take melatonin or what? what? tell me about the influence of circadian rhythm and, and how does it influence inflammatory disease? Oh yes,
1: circadian rhythm is it's something that we hope will continue forever because <laughs> the earth twists, yeah, light dark, light darkness, light darkness, and the hormones, our brain, our hormones follow sure. the rhythm. You know very well the jet lag we have. Yeah, that's the problem when you halter, night worker shifter or other situation when you alter yeah. this, you've broken the circadian rhythm, you've broken the endocrine uh, 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 function, or alter sure. you alter the immune system. So at that time, many disease, many risks, in cardiovascular risk increase. Why? Because you have an alternance of hormones, melatonin with the darkness, cortisol yeah. with the light, and they drive during the night the immune surveillance against cancer. Sure against crystals, against bacteria, virus. Yeah. So the fever you see in the night, or the gout in yeah. the night, is related to the overactivity of the immune system, inflammatory reaction in mm-hmm. the night. Yeah. In the morning, something It goes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So to try to keep the circadian rhythm, it's fundamental. And sleep is important as, can I say, uh, uh, facilitator sure. of this uh, 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 rhythmicity. Sleep is important. You cannot lose the sleep. No. You pay, you right. pay uh, uh, a price. You pay a price. Yeah. Yeah. So, circadian rhythm have been the reason for the Nobel Prize in 2017, mm. you know, Nobel Prize for right, Medicine. Yeah. But it's a peripheral circadian rhythm. It was discovered that each cells has inside proteins mm. that Organize for 24 hours the rhythm of the cells, right. but we are discussing about the
0: central sure. uh, Circadian rhythm driven by the light of the darkness. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. So um, So should I use melatonin? Does it work? Is it is it safe? I I don't know much about melatonin other than everybody takes it It's all over the shelf at the grocery store. Yeah, this among the different functions of so
1: melatonin There is the induction of, of the sleeping, but Together with prolactin, melatonin is a strong hormone that enhances the immune response. Mm. So at the beginning of the night, especially the cytokines like the NFL one yeah. if there is a disease, right. concurrent disease, inflammatory disease with melatonin, was published years ago in British Journal of Pharmacology in the NICE study and showed that the administration of melatonin induced an increase of inflammatory biomarkers. Mm. So it's not suggested in... People, patients with inflammatory with disease, to take it yeah, because yeah. the risk is to enhance right. the 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 night inflammatory reaction. Right,
0: better to avoid. Hmm. In normal situation, no problem. Yeah, no problem. And does it induce sleep? Is it is it successful at doing that? Do you think? Yeah, it yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay it's one of the function yeah so i should take it because you know this is very int- <laughs> <laughs> well how, how do you modify circadian rhythms i mean what yeah. I mean, yes I that that's a question and i know you're yeah. you're you're looking into that and doing that with your research yes how, yes tell me about that yes yes uh, you know that already we
1: use a lot of drugs following the circadian rhythm for example when you treat hypertension sure you never give it a night. drugs yeah why? Because during the night the blood pressure f- physiologically get down. Yeah. The 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 temperature of the body got down because during the night you don't use calories. Yeah. So the pressure is down. You need the uh, drugs for to to reduce the blood pressure in the morning yeah. when the start of the activities. And this is the same approach for the treatment of inflammatory reaction to optimize, especially in chronic disease, when Mm. you have to administer for example glucocorticoids, cortisone, that you know is full of side effects, is reduced, the side effects are reduced when you use low dose for a long time, but still interference on our brain in producing the endogenous. So, the night is the moment our body produces cortisol, but in chronic diseases, we are not able anymore to produce the right amount to control the inflammation. Right. That is the reason of exogenous replacement therapy with low mm. dose of glucocorticoids. But there are a lot of studies, the first one published on Lancet, if you are able to concentrate this exogenous steroid during the night around two, three o'clock, when you have, in any case, the endogenous rise, right? right. this is a, That's a, a little low dose in chronic disease, mm-hmm. you get, Wonderful results, especially if you look at the dose you hmm. use. You so can we're talking the dose. 2 milligrams, 3 milligrams, how low? How low? Yeah. You can use from 5 to 3. Yeah. Okay. Over the time, there are people in maintenance, patients with 3 hmm. milligrams. <laughs> this is the threshold. In this threshold, they survive very well, hmm. and they accept. And this, having some uh, modified release uh, uh, drugs, even for other uh, treatments, for example, in uh, adrenal hypoplasia, sure. you can you can really uh, you can really mimic the natural hmm. because maybe some people forget that glucocorticoids are hormones, like insulin. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. they have a different way to treat them because they are hormones. So you have to follow the physiological rhythm. Insulin you cannot give insulin at any time when you want. Sure. Oh, I might. Lycemia,
0: I see me. I think I. No, wait a moment. <laughs> there are some right moments to do that. Yeah. What What's the risk of the low dose steroids? I mean, of course, I'm always looking at the risk, and there yeah. is risks of steroids with infection, even at yeah. fairly All low right. doses. But these are pretty low. But is that something you consider or? Sure. Sure. Uh, we published
1: together with the, the, the Euler group for the study of low dose glucocorticoids, and several uh, studies showing that the safest dosage is under five. There is different uh, um, consideration what means low dose for glucocorticoids. In the United States, less than 10. In Europe, less than 7.55. We should say that based on the studies, less than five is the most safe. safe, Even
0: for uh, the risk of infections. 2.5 is better than five in terms of risk. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, are there any upcoming developments in this area we should uh, look for um, presentations here at ACR or or ongoing studies that you're regarding circadian rhythms? Yeah. Yes, there are
1: some studies again that are looking at the chrononutrition mm-hmm. because you know many disturbances like bulimia or mm-hmm. anorexia are related to even to the wrong timing in oh, and, and the food. Uh, yeah. Yes, assumption. This alter the distribution of calories during the day and alter also the immune system, of course, as a secondary effect. So, uh, it's it's suggested, based on uh, evidence, that it should be kept during the day the fixed time Hmm. for the nutrition, in order to not uh, uh, disturb the bioenergy distribution during the day. We don't need a lot of food in the night because we don't need calories, yeah. but we need calories when we wake up. Yep. So the breakfast, strong, and the dinner, low calories. This is not respected. Mm. And so a risk for a lot of cardiovascular or metabolic uh, complication arise even because you lose the, the, to follow the chronic nutrition, we can say chronic right. nutrition in some way. This is a developing, but it's
0: an old story. But must be yeah well I I've learned a lot I I ate two dinners last night maybe that was uh, my problem today (laughs) I couldn't wake (laughs) up Uh, and then my my session this morning was much too early Uh, so I I have learned a lot I I love your research I think it's really fascinating so um, I think we're probably getting to the end of our time so I want to thank professor Kutola for your expertise and your time and your education And I hope you, the listeners, have enjoyed our discussion today and gained some insights uh, into circadian rhythm and inflammation and uh, also things like diet and and sleep and exercise, et cetera. So please don't forget to subscribe to the CSF on your favorite podcast app and visit the CSF site for free access to educational materials, including summary slides, author interviews, and a monthly podcast hosted by the CSF chairman, and you are president, uh, Professor Ian McInnes. Thank you very much, and have a great day.